Here's a few quick notes about the show. Southern Girl Crime Stories is a podcast focused mostly on lesser-known true crime cases, consisting of cold cases, soft cases, identified Jane and John Doe's, along with missing persons and murder victims. You can follow the show on social media, on Instagram at Southern Girl Crime Stories, on Twitter at SG Crime Stories, or search Facebook for Southern Girl Crime Stories. Please be sure to check out my YouTube channel for these stories along with photos of victims, suspects, locations of murders, and more. Anita Middleton Richardson was married to Robert Richardson, but her family would say the marriage was far from perfect. Anita's mother, Gerald, said that Robert wasn't the man for her, but she married him anyway because she thought she could help him. However, Anita's family described their relationship as tumultuous and said that Robert was allegedly a very jealous and abusive man. On August 15, 2003, Anita attended a baby shower at her cousin's home at the Churchill Apartments with her husband, Robert. During the baby shower, she and Robert got into a heated argument, so she stormed out and left. That would be the last time she was ever seen again. By October 10, 2003, when there was still no word from her, her sister, Natalie, reported her missing. Strangely, after she disappeared, Robert never helped the family search for her. Then, a few months later, her 1994 teal green Mustang was found in St. Mary's, Georgia, being driven by Robert's sister. The sister confessed that she was given the car by her brother Robert. After that, her case was changed from missing to homicide. After she went missing, Robert stopped paying the rent on their apartment and was eventually evicted, leaving all Anita's belongings behind. You would think all this would be enough to make him a prime suspect, but allegedly, investigators claim he's not. Sadly, Anita's father, Charles, no longer believes his daughter is alive, but he still wants to know what happened to her. Sadly, as of 2023, Anita has never been found, and this case remains unsolved. Beatrice Anderson Riley was born on May 15, 1948. After high school, she enrolled at Benedict College, where she graduated in 1970, and then got a job as a social worker. Beatrice was very active in her church and was also described as an introvert who never got into trouble. In 1972, she was a newlywed to Arthur Riley, and the two lived together at 2021 Harlem Street in Columbia, South Carolina. On March 12th, Arthur left work around 11 p.m., and that would be the last time he ever saw Beatrice alive. When he arrived home the next day around 10 a.m., Beatrice was nowhere to be found. Arthur looked around the house and was unable to find her house keys, glasses, nightgown, or slippers. He then reported her missing. At 4.30 p.m. on March 26, two weeks after Beatrice went missing, a man out walking his dog found Beatrice's body still in her blue housecoat in a wooded area off Atlas Way. This location was less than a mile from where she lived. She had sadly been abducted and beaten to death. Her family says she would have never opened the door for a stranger and believes her killer was someone she knew. Unfortunately, there is very little information on the case, and it's now been over 50 years since she was murdered. 
As of 2023, her killer has never been found, and this case remains unsolved. Dr. James Elbert Barnes was born in Kingsport, Tennessee on June 5, 1942, and went by Ebb. After high school, Ebb enrolled at King College in Bristol, Tennessee, and that's where he met his future wife, Margaret, who went by Maggie. Maggie was a freshman at the college, and the two would marry in 1965. After obtaining his bachelor's degree, he enrolled in Vanderbilt University's Teaching Arts Master Degree Program. After that, he obtained his Ph.D. in physics from Clemson University. For the next 28 years, Ebb would teach physics at the University of South Carolina Upstate in Spartanburg, South Carolina. On May 16th, sometime after lunch, Ebb and his wife Maggie entered the Blue Ridge Savings Bank in Greer, South Carolina, having no idea they were walking into the worst nightmare of their lives. The bank was housed in a trailer off State Highway 14 near Interstate 85, and the only bank employee at the time was Sylvia Hotzclaw. Sylvia was described as a friendly and trustworthy bank teller who loved her job. Her son David had brought her a sandwich around 12.50 p.m. and didn't notice anything strange and left shortly after. However, at 1.30 p.m., the bank's silent alarm was tripped and authorities arrived around 1.45 p.m. When they entered the bank, the robbery was over, but there was no sign of Sylvia, Ebb, or Maggie. As they searched around the bank, they made a gruesome discovery inside the utility room. Sylvia, Ebb, and Maggie were all three found shot to death. The murderer or murderers had been in and out within 15 minutes and had stolen the cash from the teller's drawer. Unfortunately, they also took the VHS security tape with them, which would have shown what happened inside. At 1.24 p.m., a nearby gas station's security footage captured what police believe to be the suspect's vehicle. A red Oldsmobile Alera or Chevrolet Impala driving toward the bank. It can be seen again at 1.33 p.m. driving quickly away. They were unable to get a license plate because the footage was too blurry. A witness did report seeing an unidentified man at the bank shortly before the robbery and provided a description of him. Unfortunately, he's never been found. Another suspect was convicted felon Emerson Wright, who had stolen a red Oldsmobile Alera from a rental car company near the bank two weeks earlier. Wright also used the same type of gun used in the bank robbery in several of the robberies he committed. Unfortunately, he took his own life in 2005 after getting into a car chase with the police. At one point, investigators even considered Todd Christopher Culhep, he was a serial killer who murdered seven known people, including the four killed at the Superbike Motorsports in Chesney, South Carolina. However, he denied involvement and there was no evidence linking him to the crime. It's now been over 20 years since the triple homicide and as of 2023, the murders remain unsolved. Jordan Cheyenne Nebling was born on March 8, 2001. She had been in the foster system, but was adopted at the age of eight. I read somewhere that her stepmother, Mary Tucker, adopted her, but I couldn't validate that. However, it did look like Mary was a huge part of Jordan's life. Sadly, when she was a teenager, she began using drugs and was forced to bounce around the homes of friends as Mary didn't allow drugs in her home. 
However, by the time Jordan was an adult, she had slowly been getting her life together. In 2020, she was drug-free and was very excited about a new job she had. Sadly, all that would change in early October. On October 9, 2020, Jordan, along with a male friend of hers, borrowed a car to drive from Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, to Calpians to see some friends. Once there, her friend left. The next day, on October 10th, Jordan drove back to Traveler's Rest alone, but the car she borrowed broke down on Old White Horse Road. She then decided to call her ex-boyfriend, Tyler Wilkins, to pick her up, and he agreed. Around 1.30 p.m., a nearby homeowner saw Jordan get into Wilkins' car. After that, she was never seen again. Jordan had been staying with her biological mom around this time. Unfortunately, she assumed that Jordan had run off and would return. Jordan's sister had become worried about her and called Mary for help, who reported Jordan missing on November 8, 2020. When investigators got involved, they spoke to Wilkins, who claimed that after arriving at his home, they got into an argument and she left on foot. The two had dated for a couple of years and even lived together at one point when she was 17 years old. Come to find out, per Mary, Wilkins had been abusive to Jordan while they were dating. He was an immediate person of interest, but without any evidence or a body, they had nothing to prove he was connected. Interest in Wilkins was renewed on November 10, 2020, when he was arrested for kidnapping and murdering his girlfriend, Clarissa Michelle Winchester, and their newborn son. They were both found on November 9th inside a home on Sawmill Road in Slater Marietta, South Carolina. Wilkins is no stranger to the law. He was arrested on October 26, 2021 for manufacturing drugs and receiving stolen property. He was arrested again on December 3, 2021 for attempted murder, domestic violence, and possession of a weapon. Sadly, as of 2023, Jordan has never been found, and this case remains unsolved. Julia Ann Bean was born on May 2, 1981, and was the mother of three children. By 2017, Julia had unfortunately been struggling with drug addiction and was likely working as an escort or prostitute for money. She had also been in and out of jail, and her husband recently died of a drug overdose. On May 31, 2017, 36-year-old Julia met her daughter, who was a high school senior getting ready to graduate at the nail salon on Red Bay Road in Sumter, South Carolina, where the two had plans to get manicures. Julia was not alone and was being driven by an unknown man in a truck that her daughter believed was a black Chevrolet Avalanche. The man began telling her daughter about the lake houses and boats that he allegedly owned. He also said he wanted to marry Julia and would gladly take Julia's daughter to a concert if she wanted. Her daughter decided to give the man two tickets to her graduation ceremony so he could come and bring her mother with him. However, after leaving that day, Julia was never seen again. Months would go by without any word from her, and on November 18, 2017, her family reported her missing. When her home was entered, they found her belongings, including her wallet, cell phone, and keys still inside. $5,000 was also found untouched in her bank account. Her friends say she never left the house without her drugs, but they were still in her home on the table. 
Unfortunately, due to her lifestyle, her family and friends believe investigators were uninterested in finding Julia and basically pushed her case to the side. It was even said that the investigators had become hostile in their interactions with the people who were desperate to find her. In 2023, Julia's daughter would finally recognize the man her mother showed up with at the nail salon that day as Rex Hewerman, the Long Island serial killer. Hewerman is currently being charged with the murders of Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Lynn Costello, who disappeared in 2009 and 2010. All three of these women were prostitutes around the time they disappeared. He is also the suspect in other cases as well. Hewerman owns property in South Carolina, two hours from where Julia was last seen. Family and friends say the investigators are more interested in Julia's disappearance now that she could be connected to Hewerman, which has received national attention. However, as of 2023, Julia has never been found, and this case remains unsolved. Thanks for joining me today on Southern Girl Crime Stories. Please be sure to check out my YouTube channel for these stories, along with photos of victims, suspects, location of murders, and more. As always, your support is very much appreciated, and I look forward to seeing y'all next time.